besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Hey, this week, obviously, um, yep. horrible news about Paul Green, which yep. broke on Wednesday, was it? Thursday? I'm not sure. All, all blends into one. But, I mean... You look at it, Nick, and something like this happens five, ten years ago and the, the obituaries happen, um, the reporting of a, a horrible circumstance happens. It's fair enough. But the conversation now as opposed to five, ten years ago is in a much better place out of something as tragic and as horrible as this, i.e. Peter Overton on Channel 9 the other night doing a – it's almost like an editorial mm. to say, talk. Talk to people. Here's who you can talk to if you don't have anyone to talk to, but just try and talk. Now, we're not going to delve into it too much because mm. obviously everyone has their own way of, of dealing with things. I can say from personal experience this week, my mate's school friend's WhatsApp group, we're like, oh, let's organize a Zoom catch-up and just mm. you know have a few drinks over Zoom. It's too hard to get together. We're all over Australia. But things like that wouldn't have happened if moments like the, the week and trying to comprehend it yeah. didn't. But it, it, it does swing it back to fulfillment especially in the professional sporting sphere we'll just focus on that little element of life right now yeah. and what happens when the tap gets turned off i.e paul green not coaching it sounded like he was going to get back into coaching with wayne bennett also when players i mean i don't know how you were in a mental space yep. after nick you're no longer playing professional sport yeah it's it's um yeah it's quite hard and, and people do deal with it in different ways and different times. And, and people talk about, oh, geez, what am I going to do when, when footy finishes? Some people really enjoy it. And some people, and I think I said on the show a couple of months ago that my last year of, of AFL, I hate, I just hated it. Hmm. I couldn't, I, I'd, I'd had enough. Um, my personality, if I want to go way back deep, like through high school, I was sort of diagnosed with social anxiety. I, I couldn't go to school. Um, I couldn't sit in a classroom for more than half an hour. I'd just bail to sick bay, and then mm. once they worked out that that was my go-to, I had to try and work it out. Um, so for me, having social anxiety from a, a teenager and building up a personality that is that if you knew me as a primary school kid was not me at all, mm. so people would, to try and mask my anxiety of being in these situations. And people go, well, how can you go on radio and how can you go and play in front of 100,000 people at the MCG? That's, it's it's a learnt skill that I that I sort of had to learn. And then mm. by the time I'd, again, played professional sport, been in these situations, it wasn't the game that was that would run me down. It was just having to constantly put on an act through the day and then get home and go, that was so hard. Yeah. yeah. And then try and work out who along the line to talk to. And I think that's where people find and where I found it the the hardest was just talking to someone. And and sometimes I just needed – so everyone will ask, how are you? And I can always say, yeah, I'm all right. Everyone said, yeah, how are you? I just needed sometimes – if someone had asked me one more time, mm. 
then it would have, I, I would have come crashing down to you them. You would have cracked, yeah. Um, so you can always get through, and like I said, the but Australian males don't have a great reputation. Not of at all. Opening up. Not at all. And, and look, you don't sort of know how far to to delve back. And if you take Paul Green's instant, like, like my mental health goes back to like I said, year seven, year eight. Like yeah. I couldn't go to school. I couldn't sit in a classroom. I'd. In the end, like the school were really good. Though. Like I used to work at the canteen to try and, yeah, like get to school. But work in the canteen before school. But I'd work in the canteen. The school bell would go, and I'd just walk straight out the gate. Mm. I just couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then that's where that match was sort of where my mental health battle sort of started. And then I said, going through your, your sporting career, you get different bits. And I said, at the end of my footy career, I was a bit different. I would, I had just. I was like, thank God. Yeah. But then, uh, okay, God. so you, you found a way to find an identity, if you like, yeah. through playing footy and, you know, yeah. social environment that yeah. it was and felt comfortable there most of the time. But when that ends, yeah. was it like, okay, I'm through the other side now and it's easy? No. Or did you revert no, back to yeah, what you I, were in you primary reverted, school? Yeah, yeah, I reverted back to that. Um, so how did you get through that? Because I had the the safety of such a routine at a football club. Yeah. Um, as much as it, I'd, I'd had enough of it, but that the security there of, of that, um, was hard. I was probably lucky that Jordan was born in December of, the, the, of that year. So I was straight into parenthood, into parenthood. So that, um, that really not distracted me, but that's sort of where my focus went to. Yeah. But then focus, yeah. look, more things have, have happened during life that haven't been great. Um, and I've just been really lucky to, I've never had a massive friendship network. Mm. I just haven't been able to mentally commit to that. Yeah. And I've always sort of been pretty, pretty tight with my, my close friendship group. And then, and it was, it was Tristan and it was Sowie were the two that I'd about, 12 months ago broke like I just broke down to them mm. and it, it just well at least you had someone to yeah and it was the best thing I, it was to, like yeah. the best thing I ever did and and they didn't have to do much except say mate you'll be okay and mm. and, and and we'll look after you and then um yeah it, it's been it, it's people don't put enough well look, I've put effort into it um, and I need to, and I constantly have to because of childhood stuff, but people will go and spend a lot of money on gym membership. People will spend a lot of money on cosmetics to look good on the outside, but you've got to look after yourself. It, it's, you, you've got to put time, you've got to put effort into it. You've got to find whatever it is to just make yourself, like give some time to your inner self. I find the noticing a lot of things and obviously haven't been through anything like you have, but if you're confused or a few things rattling around in your head and it happens, like it happens to everyone. And I, I tell this to my kids, let it out. Like, yeah. and I don't care what it is and I don't care if it's a crack at, you know, me for what I'm doing as a, as a father or whatever like that, but just let it, cause if everything is held within and you're not communicating, and we're all guilty of it, you, you lapse back into it, that it becomes way harder than it needs to be. And 
people listening might not want to hear it, but if you've got those, and you obviously with the Lord and also Sowie, if they've got the right appreciation to just sit there and listen, you letting it out, they don't need to say anything back necessarily. They just need no. to listen to it. And yeah. once it's out, it's out. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing of yeah. how the, the mind works. Yeah, you just feel so much better. And like Tristan and Sowie, they didn't, like I said, they didn't have to say anything. They just had to be there while... You just, you said, just let it out. And then you can start to, once you hear yourself say it, then you can start to formulate a plan forward to, to work things out. And, um, yeah. So for anyone out there to, that just find someone to, no no one's going to judge you about things. Um, like I always sort of had this, I I built up a, a personality that I enjoy. Hmm. Being now the person, that, but it can be quite at the end of the day. Sometimes I'm like, damn, that was hard. Like if I, if I have a build up of anxiety from, from yeah. stuff. Is that why he went to Northies occasionally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for the blowout. Well, it was, and, and it was, it, it was. And sometimes my acting out and, and not getting in an ice bath Horn Francis style was because I wanted, I needed attention. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew that things were starting to build up, and I would just act out. A footy clubs equipped to deal with this kind of thing. They absolutely now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think when I oh, look, I started in '99 at Collingwood. Like at Collingwood, I had a I had a bad day at training. A couple of the boys give it to me. I got in my car and I drove to Sydney. I just left because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, and and. I needed to be better. I needed to be able to go, yeah, I can talk to people. I said, I've always had a real, like my trust in people is not great from, from an early day, from an early age. And I find it hard to, to trust people a lot. And, and when I first got to Collingwood, it was the same thing. And I, I drove out, I drove to Sydney 10 hours straight. I just, yeah. And I walked through the back door and mum, she said to me, she goes, I knew you'd be back, but I didn't think it'd be this quick. Mm. Like she knew that uh, that this would happen at some stage, especially in a place like Melbourne, playing for a club like Collingwood. Yeah, like, but it was just yeah, a, it was just at training, and yeah, I was a young kid, and then I was again trying to build up the personality, and it rubbed a couple of guys up the wrong way, and they give it to me, and it was probably fair enough, but I didn't, I wasn't emotionally look, and if the best thing I did was drive back to Sydney, I I could have gone. Look, I've never, I can honestly say, I've never thought about any of that other self-harm stuff, but I just got in the car and drove home. Yeah. Not around the corner. I drove 10 hours and just got home. Mm. Fair enough too. Well, mate, thank you for sharing that. That's all right. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. Listen, and obviously if any of that helped or you could appreciate it or, yeah, the only bit of advice I can so far remove from anything prescribed in terms of um, an expert in any of those things. But, yeah, you've got – if you don't have someone – to talk to that's close to you. You don't feel comfortable bringing it up. Lifeline one three one 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 four beyond blue one three hundred two two four six three six headspace one eight hundred six five zero eight nine zero. There's all these places out there to, to try and help. So um, yeah, get involved with that. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.